Welcome to the AvGeeks Assemble podcast. Welcome to season two of the AvGeeks Assemble podcast. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's been a it's been a bit of a long, cold winter. Uh, how's everyone doing? Uh, we've got Martin with us, and we've got Rob for his first appearance on the uh, on the podcast. How are you doing? Good evening. Doing well. Not bad, mate. Glad to be back. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Um, so we'll just uh, just get into a bit of uh, admin. Um, obviously, this is season two. Uh, this is episode one of season two, um, and we are calling this episode Airshow Preview 2022 because we are not far away from Airshow season. Thank so, God. Uh, yes, indeed. Indeed, it's been a long time coming, and it looks like quite a full Airshow season as well, which is uh, a godsend after the last couple of years, but we won't, we won't go too far into that. The podcast this year is going to change slightly. Uh, we had a lot of guests last year. And that's never a bad thing. Um, but what we want to do this year is we want to uh, talk a bit more about ourselves, uh, have a bit more discussion between ourselves as a group of uh, aviation photographers and talk about topics and uh, different things that are going to come up through the year. And if that's what you like to hear, if that's what you think we should be doing, then please let us know in the comments uh, on, the, uh, on the Facebook group because we'll, we'll put up a thread for this episode. Um, but yeah, any thoughts from you chaps? No, just uh, just from my opinion, it's great to be seeing the air show season coming back in. It's been way too long. Yeah, definitely, definitely, I totally agree. But just before we get into uh, air shows and, and and what we're looking forward to this year, we'll just uh, put the spotlight on Rob momentarily and just uh, formally wel- welcome him to uh, AvGeeks Assemble and uh, just get a bit of a background from yourself, Rob, and how you got into photography and specifically aviation photography and how you found yourself here yeah well i mean i started i came to photography quite late so i started photography in about 2014 and it came as sort of as a start i used to be a musician so as i sort of started leaning away from that i needed something else creative to fill it so um i used to go and do lots of trips around english heritage sites and i started doing a blog and i thought well maybe i'll take some pictures to go with the blog and um, it coincided with the fact my wife was working at Marshalls of Cambridge at the time. So there's obviously lots of airplane talk and the father-in-law was in the RAF as well. So it came to about 2015, 2016, when I sort of thought, oh, I could actually take pictures of airplanes as well. Um, so started going to air shows and then went to my first react in 2017, then got hooked and been addicted to it ever since. And then just fell in with you delinquents last year <laughs> yeah sorry about that mate it was there's always there's always got to be a bad point in the uh in the history there wasn't there so but no um i think i think a lot of what you've just said sort of resonates with quite a few of the members i mean a lot of us have been going to air shows since we were knee-high to grasshoppers but some have only got into it more recently like specifically the aviation side and a lot of us more more to the point is we were only in the been in the photography side of things um for the last three four years or so i think that goes for most of us in the group so that's uh 
that ties in nicely with the rest of us. So yeah, so we'll get on to uh, onto air shows. But what what I thought we'd do beforehand, uh, before we talk about this season and the the shows coming up, is talk about our favourite air show memories. Um, we'll go around and sort of ask. Should we, should we start with you, Martin? Because we haven't heard much from you yet. <laughs> oh, mate, favourite <laughs> air show memory. I'd probably have to go with my first re uh, 2007, um, seeing the F117 for the last time in Europe. Um, that's probably something I won't forget. Or the uh, Strike Eagle display at Duxford, I think it was 2011. It was hammering it down with rain. And uh, I've never seen an air display like that. That was that was pretty sick. I think I've seen a video yeah, of that, that particular display. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. That was it was an impressive display. Like I've not I've not seen a plane that low or chucked around the sky that hard for a long time. Long, long time. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What about you? Uh, what about you, Rob? Yeah, this is a tough one. I'd to think about this one. Um, I think it's probably um it was in 2009 and it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't their show. So it was the hundred year centenary of Marshalls from Cambridge and uh, friends and family got on for free for this like sort of special air show they did there. The Reds were there, uh, BBMF and that they were all there. And um, I think it's probably going to, it was the moment when the Vulcan came in um, because it was, um, it was obviously the marshals had done a fair bit of work on it. They'd done a lot of the tooling and, and providing a lot of support. And it hadn't been back in the air that long in 2009. And um, you felt it coming before you saw it. And we just stood next to some hangers. And then all of a sudden the hangers started shaking. It just comes flying through, does this fast pass to enter the show. And all you hear after that is just sort of almost like a dead silence of just like the hangers still rattling and car alarms going off. And I think that's, that's probably my, my best air show moment, I think. Yeah, that's pretty. I, I, I've got memories of uh, of the Vulcan at like Cosford and things like that. This isn't the one that I chose, but it's exactly the same. Like you can hear it coming before you see it, and when it roars past, and you get the howl as well if you're lucky, and and then all of a sudden it's like a moment of you can hear a pin drop for a moment once it turns away from the crowd, and then all of a sudden all the car alarms are going, babies are screaming. It's uh, yeah, it is uh, certainly something to behold. But I I went for my favourite one, and if anyone's listened to the podcast before, they might have already heard this before. So I apologise for boring people, but uh, the RAF roll demonstration uh, that they used to do probably between two thousand and eight, two thousand and ten. That's um, a good shout. That for me, I, I I remember to this day. I mean, what two thousand and eight? I was what uh, twenty four. I was just stood there in absolute awe watching what was going on. There was there was an E3 Century flying around overhead. There was uh, two rotaries, so they had Chinook and Apache coming in. Apache blowing the crap out of things with pyrotechnics going on. Chinook dropping troops onto the field, like pretending like doing a, a sort of mock sort of assault thing. Then you had uh, two Tornado F3s um, in the sky chasing two Aggressor Hawk T- T1s. Um, as the bad guys, and they were just zooming around, like you just didn't know where to look. And then obviously you had uh, the uh, the GR four as well coming in and blowing the crap out of everything. So that was uh, it was just a sight to behold. And it it went on for like twenty five minutes. It was like a huge part of the whole afternoon, like the whole air show. And it it just flew by. It was so quick, but it was like it was just a whole twenty five minutes of just standing there, like. Uh, and it was jaw dropping the whole time, and it was just 
I, I so wish that they would bring something like that back. This is the worst part of coming to air show photography quite late is how much I've missed. It's like, I mean, I, I got the, sort of the last couple of years, the, the, the tornado, I've missed all the roll demos and, and stuff like that. Just, we just don't do it anymore. I mean, the RAF is a, I mean, yeah, they, they do provide a lot to air shows, but as, in terms of like a coordinated roll demo or anything like that, we're just seriously lacking. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. It's, um, it's a shame that we don't get things like that anymore. Um, it would be nice to get an updated version of the roll demo, um, especially with the newer tech that we've got these days. But I suppose that's that's not on the radar of the RAF at the moment, and that's their decision to make. So be it. Um, but no, that's that's definitely that's definitely right up there for me. Um, which which probably segues us nicely into uh, into this year's upcoming shows that we've got i mean i suppose i suppose it'd be rude to sort of talk about anything other than react before we uh <laughs> before we get into like some of the smaller shows because we've had probably what like five or six weeks now of announcements double uh, announcement this week as well double announcement this week yeah i mean we're, we're actually recording this on a thursday so we've had a, a fresh announcement this afternoon um, as well as uh, one a bit earlier in the week on the Tuesday, which was a bit of a surprise, although probably not a surprise what was actually announced. Uh, what, are you, what, what do you guys think about what's been um, sort of out so far? So far, so good, I think. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the Sabre. That's something that's been missing from uh, the UK skies for a, a fair bit. Fast jets, always, always a, a crowd pleaser. Um yeah, they're doing they're doing good job so far. I'm expecting more. A10 for me has got to be the highlight. Yes, I think no matter what, um, that'll be hard to top this year. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to just get back there. The smell, the noise, even even the queuing after when you get out of the car park for four <laughs> hours, I even miss that. Yeah, well, I, I think I think as well. I think everyone will 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 hopefully be because you know what it's like at air shows like pre pandemic. It was a case of Oh, it's bloody traffic and bloody queuing and this, that, and the other, and everyone's getting fed up and a bit aggravated and whatnot. But I think this year people will just be like, "I'm just glad to be here, so I'm not going to complain about any aspect of anything that's going on, even the lack of toilets, even <laughs> <laughs> some of the toilet break displays that we won't mention." <laughs> I'll tell you what else I forgot. I've just had a quick another quick look. The um, the roll demo by the uh, the Austrian Air Force. Yes, the yes, QRA yeah. roll demo, roll demo. I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be awesome to watch. Yeah, well, that, that that excites me. That does. I think that's going to be really good. Look, tying in to what I was just saying about favorite air show memories. As soon as I saw roll, the words roll demo, I was sold. I, it didn't matter who was doing <laughs> it. I was yeah, I'm there. Happy days. Show it to me. But yeah, I mean, the idea of two typhoons and a and a C one thirty k taking part in that from the Austrians. That's uh, Apparently, there's videos of it on YouTube, but I'm I'm really resisting the temptation to watch it on YouTube because I don't think I've actually seen it before, uh, or if I have, I can't remember. So I'm I'm resisting the temptation to watch a video of it so that it's fresh and new to me when I see it live in July. Hopefully, I think I think the one thing that's good about that is that it's great to have like five or six F-16s, five or six Typhoons. You can see them doing like all the same manoeuvres and it's great to see, but sometimes you want to see how each individual Air Force actually uses their equipment because yeah. they're all going to have a slightly different view on it. And it's like, especially with, I mean, I think one of the best displays we do is the um, is the Apache display because it gives, it gives you a sort of rundown of how the Apache works. I mean, ideally yeah. there'd be two, but you know, it's kind of, it's 
it's that sort of show that I think steps out from a, from an air show and really does leave memories, especially when they blow things up as well, for an example. But yeah, I mean, yeah, seeing more and more role demos at Riyadh is going to be good. Well, but, yeah, I mean, from a, from a photography point of view, which is what we're all about here, is like anything with some pyro in the background is uh, is that what 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 we sort of want to see for our viewfinders, isn't it? I mean. I mean, there's countless photos from 2019 of the Apache display, with the uh, the flames in the background, and we'll all we'll all line up and take the same photos again this year when uh, yeah. if the Apache's announced as a display again with the pyro in the background. But we love it. Like we, we all we all want to get those those shots, those memories, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think some of the some of the things that have been announced should be quite good. Uh, I mean, one of the things I'm looking forward to is seeing the uh, the Swedish Gripen again. I like the Grippens. I think they always put on a good display. And of course, obviously, uh, the Royal Jordanian Falcons are always a good one as well. They are. They're a great display team. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I mean, like, look, for what's like, considering it's only been six weeks, and for what's been announced um, so far, there's this stuff that's already sort of putting us on the edge of our seat a little bit. So, as I mean, what we've got, how many weeks? What, probably eighteen. Isn't it a hundred days or something? Yeah, that somewhat, today, isn't it? something like that. Days. Yeah, so there's there's quite a few weeks left to go. I don't know what you guys think, but I mean, from the way it's shaping up, it feels like it's like a really nice sort of balanced lineup across the flying and static. Because quite often you'll get like, well, you know, we've got we're bringing the Belgian F-16. Great, we're going to have one fly and we're going to have one on static. We're going to bring this typhoon. We're going to have another one on static. And you sort of think, well, it's just almost, it's almost like a ground based repeat of what's in the air. But this year there seems to be a lot more coming to the static that isn't flying and it, it make it, it's for me it's making the stack more interesting so like we're saying we've got the the saber we've got the um p47 thunderbolt which admittedly i've seen it so many times it's unreal but it's one of my favorite airplanes and just having because I, I love having like a nice walk up and down the uh the line and just having something that's different from what's in the sky there i think is really a nice little standout it just feels, it feels like a nice balanced sort of um show this year so far yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, the, and and obviously the beauty of Riyadh is that you get the uh, the the park and park and view days for the uh, arrivals and departures. So uh, all this stuff's got to fly in. So you, you are going to catch it in the air, although it's going to yeah. be on approach or, or taking off. So yeah, it's um, a, a bit of a, a bit of a bounty to be had on those days. I think definitely from a from a memory card point of view. Yeah. <laughs> They'll definitely be filled up pretty quick, I think. But no, it's, um, I, I, I'm just like, like Martin said, uh, and you've alluded to Robin, just overjoyed that it's back. And, uh, we seem to be motoring full steam ahead towards it. And, um, there's all these things and everyone's sort of in that mode of looking forward to lunchtime on a Thursday and waiting for what's, what the next announcement's going to be. And, and things like that so it's just it's just nice to be back in that groove again it's nice to be excited about air shows and actually I mean because the last couple of years we've had sort of smaller air shows but they've always been sort of like right up to the last minute are they going to go ahead are they not here so but it's like this year we're actually able to be excited about it again i mean yeah. i put my tickets for ria in august 2019 so i'm like you know on the edge of my seat for it now i'm, I'm proper buzzing for it <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even I, I don't even really care. I mean, you could put Team Raven and the Royal Jordanian Falcons and Blades back to back. I don't care. It's, it's a it's a proper big air show, and I'm really really looking forward to it. I think it's I think it's that it's that atmosphere, isn't it? I can see Martin nodding along, but it's it's that sort yes. of 
it's that festival sort of feel to that air show, isn't it? That's that's very different to everything else in the UK. And I think um, I think that's what we're all craving, isn't it? To get back amongst our fellow av geeks and and sort of uh, and just soak it all in, sort of thing. And when I say soak it all in, I don't mean that as a a nod to the weather to uh, open the heavens. I mean, <laughs> I mean soaking the atmosphere and and the sights and sounds and smells. So, but um, obviously there's uh, there's a few things that uh, there's a few rumours flying about on the internet. What one notable one from last week that seemed to be cropping up a few times, which hasn't hasn't formally been announced yet, but is the uh, the Black Eagle display team. That one's. Yeah. Uh, I think Martin, you've seen that before, haven't you? Mate, they they are the single best display team I've seen. That they made the Reds and uh, the Italians look like Sunday flyers. <laughs> they um, yeah. I, I'm expecting a lot to... if they do get announced. Then <laughs> the, the, those guys know how to fly, um, and they 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 put on a proper show, and it's not just um, like see people like the Thunderbirds, and they're more like a formation team, I think rather than a display team. Whereas um, the South Koreans, they're, they're a mix of both. Yeah, sexy jets, sexy moves. <laughs> they hit all the boxes. Well, I mean, obviously it hasn't been formally announced yet, but everyone's speculating because there's a gap in their schedule that says they're attending an, in inverted commas, international air show in July. Um, everyone's sort of putting two and two together and coming out with five. And that's probably what we're doing right here, right now. But... Um, any new display team um, to, to, to some people obviously others have been lucky enough to see it in the past but to me it would be a new display team I'm sure it'd be for you as well Rob it would yeah yeah um, it, it's got to be high on your list of things to see if it, if it does if it does happen to, uh, to to be the case but no I'm uh, yeah I mean there's there's plenty of other rumours flying around but no, no, that one seemed to be coming from multiple sources last week so I thought it'd be I thought it'd be uh, one to, one to bring up, whereas others are a bit more sort of people are just shooting in the dark and hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, I think the other rumour, which is, which seems to be to have some legs, is the um, uh, US Air Force Heritage flight with the 35A and the um, A-10. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not been officially announced by RIAT, but I mean, I, I'm guessing at some point, because it's the 75th anniversary of the US Air Force, there'll be a uh, like a proper big announcement for it, because I think it's... I don't know if it's listed as one of their display themes, but I think they're going to be leaning into it because they have been on the static, like with yeah. the Sabre and the, the P-47 and Sally B and that. So I think that when when that comes in, I think if the Americans sort of support it in any way as close as they did in 2017, I think that could be quite good. Yeah. I think I think the Heritage flight has confirmed it themselves, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just yeah. that Riyadh hasn't sort of announced it as one of its Thursday announcements yet. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, nothing crops up that that changes that, and it, it, we do get to see it. Because, like, like Martin said, I mean, an A10 display is is very high on my list of things to see. And yes, yeah. I mean, obviously, the Heritage flight doing its doing its thing. We, we we're all guessing that it would probably end up with uh, with um, a P51 flying alongside or or something or other. Um, Having a quick look at the um, Riot website as we're talking. Um, Looking at their RAF announcements, the theme is Platinum Jubilee. So I'm half expecting a fly past, a proper fly past. I'm sure they've done it for the Golden Jubilee and the RAF 100. And going by that theme, I would expect some kind of fly past of RAF and 
Royal Navy assets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, the last React in 2019, it had the, the NATO 70th, I think it was, if that's the right um, denomination of years. I think it was, yeah, NATO 70th fly pass, yeah, which was, was. was a little bit of a damp squib because I think the Friday was almost completely washed out. And then I think the Saturday, because I was there on the Saturday, it was like half the airframes were unserviceable. It ended up just being three silhouetted strike eagles and uh, uh, an E3, I think it was, or something something or other. But, no, the E3 went tech, didn't it? No, it was the E3 that went yeah. tech. Some, some other heavy came through. It might, might have been one of the tankers, might not it? I think. One of the French tankers, wasn't it? I think. Mm, yeah, that rings the bell. So, yeah, I mean, Jubilee, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but like we've got, I mean, the RAF now seems to have a problem with painting its tails in Union Jacks. So I, I, I don't, don't know set about Rob you. off. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, um, it's screaming out for like the Reds, Vespina, um, obviously Blackjack, uh, the Chinook with the, the, the tail, the uh, the Puma with the, the Union Jack tail, all to be coming through as a, a sort of fly past in, in honour of the Jubilee and whatnot with the, the Union Jack tail. I don't know what you guys think, but that, that seems to be a no-brainer to me. But I'm not an air show planner, so it's not my job I mean, to say. It seems to make sense, given the planes are already painted. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like they've got to go to, like, Staples and buy a bunch of stickers <laughs> to whack on it, is it? it they're, they're already there. They're painted. It's just like, why wouldn't you use them? I mean, if could you imagine? A, a, I mean, we've seen the Reds do fly past with the A three eighty seven four sevens, whatever. If they were to do yeah. a fly past Vespina, I mean, you know, it would look cool. And yeah. I think it's, it's it's kind of, I think it's it's perfectly perfect for that sort of thing. But I, I know when we've been talking about fly past, I, I think in one of the announcements, Riyadh have said they're going to try and have a, like a fly past on each day, um, but yeah. like a more properly organised one, not like a last minute one when they paired the A four hundred with the blades. Um, which whilst, yeah, it was, it was an interesting combination. It's not one that you would really be sort of salivating over. It's just, it was just kind of put in just to, because they had a, a fly past on the Friday or were meant to, and then had the fly past on the Saturday. Um, so I think from reading what I've seen, they are going to lean heavily into some fly past this year. Yeah. And I think, um, from, from remembering back to 2019, they, they did sort of tease a surprise, for the Saturday, but didn't really do anything for the Friday um, or the Sunday, if I remember right. I might be wrong there, but obviously the surprises ended up being the Reds with uh, the 747 uh, BOAC livery, um, which subsequently was retired within 12 months of that, but who saw that come in? Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully, right? Hopefully that's that's exactly what happens. Hopefully we get a... Uh, we get teased, surprise, fly past, and a different one for each day. I mean, I suppose that would encourage people to go on all three days, wouldn't it? The uh, the one thing I would say about all those uh, special towels and special paint schemes, do you really think that RAF will have uh, all those assets available and working on those <laughs> days? Yeah, but they, they, this is the thing, isn't it? They don't have to have them available and working. All they have to do is, is, is state the intention that that's what they plan to do. If it goes tech, it goes tech. At least, at least they were going to do it. I mean, that's that's half the battle, isn't it? You can guarantee with the RAF that you know we'll be going. Oh yeah, let's do a fly pass, do a fly pass. And the only one they'll bring that's painted up is the typhoon. They won't yeah. bring the others. They'll just leave them parked somewhere. Yeah. They won't even be on static. And then they'll bring the typhoon and the typhoon and go tech, and that won't fly. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, yeah. well, we, I, we'll see. I well, guess. I mean, we 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 can hope, can't we? I mean, 
it's uh, I would imagine the Chinook display team is going to be announced at some point. Um, so so that that airframe with the tail should be there theoretically, like you say, as long as it's uh, serviceable. So there's a there's a couple that could be there. I mean, at the end of the day, Vespina's only ten miles away. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like it's got long to travel, is it? <laughs> like, I'll just take off from Bryce, fly past Fairford, back to Bryce. Jobs are good. Happy yeah. days. <laughs> just do it as a time on target sortie. Jobs good. Jobs are good. So yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that's probably. I think we've done react to death a little bit there, haven't we? Considering we're still hundred days out. So, I mean, obviously, there are other air shows other than Riyadh. So, um, Martin, what else are you looking forward to this year? What what have you got uh, penciled in in your diary? The Buxford flying days. They were, they were um, quite quite a nice treat last year. Yes. Um, obviously, Duxford as well. It's always worth a good visit. Headcorn is probably the local one for me. Um, paying that extra money for that unrestricted view. I mean, that's one of Rob's favourites as well. It was unrestricted until the BBMF part of Spitfires there. <laughs> Hopefully a couple of Shuttleworths. And that's about it really for me. I mean, I'm away during prime um, air show season getting married. So how inconsiderate. Bit of an idiot. I know. <laughs> oh, I wasn't dear. thinking the day that I agreed, put it that way. <laughs> No, it's good, mate. I'm glad that your wedding's finally going to happen. It's uh, it's taken long enough with everything that's been going on. So fair play. Yeah. But no, the, I mean the, the shows that you've mentioned. I mean, I totally agree. Duxford last year was a lifesaver for me. I mean, I, I think I went to about three or four flying days in the end. Um, yeah. And each one was different, which was great. It wasn't the same same airframes thrown up every time, so there was a bit of variety there. Uh, they had different themes through the year as well. Uh, and to be honest, the one at the end of the year, the uh, the best of 2021, was uh, a cracking air show. To be, it was, and it, it was an air show. Mm. Uh, me and you were there, weren't we, Rob? Well, yeah. Uh, it was. It was like a full air show day, wasn't it? Rather than, I mean, the flying days up to that point had been maybe two, maybe two and a half hours of flying. Yeah. But but that best of 2021 actually turned into probably about five five and a half hours of flying that day. Yeah, well, they're, they're pricing it as an air show this year, aren't they? You can't even, uh, members don't even get it for free now. It's, it's a proper all singing, all dancing air show this year. Yeah, and I think from a member's point of view, that's probably a little bit of a kick in the teeth. However, with how busy that best of 2021 air show was last year, I would speculate that not everyone there was a member and there were people mm. paying on the door prices, which I think is about 32, 33 quid, something like that to get in for the day. So yeah, I think that, it's only I think it's only like um the equivalent of like a, a day price. I don't think it's like, it's not like um you're not talking like 50, 60 quid or anything. It's like a just normal yeah. day price. Yeah. And to be honest, like I, I really enjoyed that show. I thought it was great. I had a great day and uh I, I I'm quite happy to pay the on the door price even as a member um for that show because I thought it was I thought it was a great display. I think we said there when we was there that you know we would have paid for this. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe we said it too loudly and there's yeah. someone in here. So someone was listening. <laughs> Anyone the that's a member, said they'll pay. <laughs> Anyone that's a member at IWM Duxford and has got to pay for the last air show of the year this year. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't realise what we were saying at the time. <laughs> sort of balls it up for everyone a little bit, but there we go. But no, um, yeah, I mean, and obviously the, the, obviously Duxford has, has got its main air shows. Um, it's got the summer air show. Um 
it's got the, the Battle of Britain Air Show as well in September. So quite a few big events to come there. It's also got the uh, evening show this year as well, hasn't it? Which, they've, again, they've um, uh, put behind a, a paywall. So that's going to be like a proper evening air show, not like a couple of airplanes flying. So that'd be another good one. Yeah, yeah. And um, looking at some of the photos that came out of last year's evening air show, um, there was some amazing light that night. And yeah. uh, I, I wasn't lucky enough to go myself, but I know there was a lot of people that, that did manage to get there. I'm not sure if anyone from our group did, but... It was, um, it was some, some cracking light to be had on that evening. Let's hope for the same again for the people that are going this year. It'd be right. about the only time of day that you get good light at Duxford, though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, we, when, when it's about to go down is when the best light is at Duxford. Yeah, we, I think we, we struggled a bit, didn't we, at the, uh, the best of 2021 show because we'd positioned ourselves at Tank Bank, or uh, as it's affectionately known, and uh, the light probably was... I think we were expecting... Uh, aircraft to be taken off towards us but literally about four seconds before the display started the wind decided to swap directions and yeah we were, we were sort of stuck with our decision by that point so i think when um, the first couple of planes were firing up they were heading in a different direction and then they changed it around like, <laughs> yeah yeah so uh that's that's uh that's one of them but the, i think towards the end like you say once the sun was sort of heading towards the horizon for the end i think the the light for the the lysander and the typhoon display mm-hmm specifically stand out in my mind as they were it was spectacular especially for that typhoon because it was it was um there was enough just enough moisture in there and the amount of fluff that thing was kicking up oh yeah remember when it when it sort of come down the nose and just sort of just disappeared into a cloud of its own vapor (laughs) just like wow it was it was it was a shame it wasn't blackjack uh because uh unusually it was uh unserviceable that day yeah um but very unusual very unusual yeah but um Sainty did a good job in uh, in one of the grey ones instead. Although, th- like you said, it was in a cloud of its own fluff half the time, so it, it doesn't matter what jet it was. <laughs> Just a cloud with two afterburners sticking out the back. Yeah, pretty uh, much. <laughs> so, what, what about you, Rob? What what have you got penciled in this year? What have what's the shows that you're looking forward I mean, to I, the most? I've, I've been pretty bad this year, to be fair. I mean, I mean, I've got um, obviously I've had React booked in for like since i was about 12 um so that i've got that one in um i've got all of the flying days booked uh pretty much and i've booked the finale day and the the evening show um obviously because i'm local to duxford so it makes sense for me to go to everyone i'll probably end up going to the battle of britain i'll probably i'm not overly enthused about the summer air show yet but i'll probably do that um and then i think i'm probably going to go and do the navy wings one at um shuttleworth which normally is the military air show but this year they're doing just putting a navy slant on it. So maybe, I mean, I don't know how much we'll translate over with obviously Yeovilton not going ahead this year. Hopefully some of the stuff from uh, that may have gone there might come over. Um, I mean, because uh, Chuttleworth is such a great place to see planes come in. And if you was to get like the the Wildcat or Bearcat or the Corsair coming from Duxford over Chuttleworth, I mean, that's, that would just be incredible, especially the Corsair over there. It'd be like... Oh, yeah. Totally agree. Sea King. Yeah. You know, sea- one of the uh, jungly Sea Kings, some historic helicopters flying like they did last year. Yeah. Yeah. That'd the, be nice. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the tough one last year, because I went to the military one and um, uh, that was a drive-in show. And obviously you and I have had our, our long discussions about the drive-in shows. Um, <laughs> and it, it turned out it was one of the worst days for weather. And it was, it was the only time that I've seen that, um, the night fighter hurricane. And it yep. was just, it decided, they brought it in just as there was a big black cloud of rain. And it's just like... <laughs> 
It's like, how am I going to get a decent picture of this? You know, it's just like, I just sort of sat there and watched it in the end. But yeah, they, they brought the jungly then. Uh, they, they brought out the uh, the yellow one for the Battle of Britain show. Um, but they obviously took three helicopters with them to Battle of Britain show, which was quite yeah. impressive. So yeah, I mean, if they bring bring their Sea Kings over again for that, that'd be great. I mean, they're, they're, it's such a big helicopter in such a small venue. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, uh, the Shuttleworth, I mean, I've, I've only been to one Shuttleworth um air show and and funnily enough it was in 2020 when air shows weren't a thing um they actually managed to squeeze out uh, a driving air show towards the end of 2020 which celebrated the 100th anniversary of the de Havilland aircraft company mm. um and it was a great great afternoon the, the weather wasn't the best the, what the light wasn't the best but it was enjoyable just to be at an air show that year uh and there was some there was some really cracking displays and I, I totally take on board what you're saying about it being a small venue and like the way that they sort of bank round like topside in front of the crowd, um, the crowd line there. It's uh, it's it's a sight to behold, and especially mm. if you get some some of the things you just mentioned, like the seeking and things like that. That that would be uh, well, the junglies. That that would be amazing, absolutely amazing. But I mean, you did touch on for a second there, probably something that I was going to bring up, but um, the fact that we're missing a couple of air shows still this year, which probably isn't a surprise after the last couple of years. But I think um, obviously Yeovilton not happening is uh, quite a bit of a thorn in people's sides from, from what I've been hearing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's up to it's up to Yeovilton and uh, the Navy, whether they, they run an air show, but the fact that this is the first year that it could potentially have happened post pandemic, it's a bit, a, frustrating shall we say that it's not happening what 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 do you guys think yeah it's um it's a strange one i don't quite understand why they've not gone ahead with um yeovilton and stuff but they obviously have their reasons um it's one of those ones that i'm sure will probably return but it all depends on what else is currently going on around uh, around the world yeah, um, that, that's obviously something that we've got to take into account, I suppose. Um, there's, there's plenty of things going on in the world at the moment that we're all aware of that we won't discuss. But um, it just it just seems it just seems a, a, not a wasted opportunity, but it just seems sad that we've got to wait another year for Yeovilton when we've waited long enough as it is already. I think most of us feel that we've waited long enough already. Um, like you say, they've got their yeah. reasons and whatnot, but it would have been nice to have a Royal Navy air show, air display in the middle of July, but... I've never done Yeovilton, and I was actually thinking about doing it this year, and then they um, they came out and said, yeah, we're cancelling it. I said, oh, great, thanks. <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah, I mean, wasn't, well, isn't part of the reason they're meant to be doing the runway this year? I, I, I've heard that, but then I haven't seen anything that, that suggests that is the actual reason why it didn't happen. I think they came out with some corporate garble nonsense, didn't they, on a... Yeah, it was when they fun. announced it. Was not financially viable or something, wasn't it? Or not commercially viable or something they said, Co- wasn't it? Commercially viable, this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, it's not going to be commercially viable if you don't have it because people aren't buying tickets, are they? So <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it, it's just frustrating. But I suppose it, it ties in ties into another one that we're not having this year. And uh, obviously, Legends still isn't happening, yeah. um, which is, um, again, frustrating. But That's more down to selfishness of the owner, though, isn't it? More well, than uh, Duxford. Yeah. It's not Duxford's fault, and it's not. Yeah, 
I mean, I, yeah. I mean, there was. I mean, I remember when they, they when they said we're not doing it at Duxford anymore. There was a lot of sort of anger directed in IWM's way. I mean, maybe some of it's justified because they obviously some of the decisions they make is as a commercial entity rather than necessarily as a as Duxford the Airfield Museum. But the fact they managed to um, piss off Cywell within like two weeks of the show and then blame it on a COVID, it's just like you know, it, obviously someone else is at fault here. And it's like, is yeah. it the owner? Is is, is, is are his demands just too much? And it's just like, you know, it just seems a bit weird. It it is weird, and it's at the end of the day, uh, as as aircraft enthusiasts, all we want to do is see those aircraft fly and uh, love them or hate them. Um, Legends has got an amazing roster of aircraft that it can bring to any air show. Um, the fact that it commands um, an audience of its own for for an air show speaks volumes. But the fact that for one reason or another, it, it left Duxford a couple of years ago. We've obviously had the pandemic. It was due to be happening last year, but then obviously for whatever reason, it was canned within two weeks and, and, and COVID was, uh, was put firmly as the reason, which didn't make sense considering things like festivals were going ahead. Um, yeah. Questions do have to be asked. And it, it's a shame at the end of the day that the, the, the Everyone wants to see those aircraft fly um, and them sitting in a hangar somewhere through a summer whilst every other aircraft in the country is flying is um, is sad, really, I think. Yeah, I mean, even even the sort of previous legends, I mean, the fighter collection do put on a great show and it just feels like whether, I don't know, whether last year was down to go, maybe there was a genuine COVID reason. Um, but it just feels like there's something wrong somewhere, and it's you kind of wonder with something like that is like how long can it keep going before they can't put it back on again? You know, but, obviously yeah. each show must rely on funds from the last year, and then in turn it carries on. And if you've got you've you'll already have had because did it happen? It didn't happen in 2020, did it? No, because it moved from Duxford. It was yep. meant to happen. Obviously last year didn't happen. If it's not happening this year, that's it'll be four years before they get one on next year, if they can get one on at all. Well, this is the thing, because their, their announcement of Legends not happening um, specifically cited that Sywell wasn't suitable. Not in as many words as that, but it, mm. it skirted around the bushes saying that they've not been able to make Sywell work for whatever reason, and they are actively looking for uh, a suitable venue to host the show. Now, to me... That confirms that there was issues behind the scenes last year because it was two weeks to go and Cywell was the venue. Yeah, it was all advertised. People had bought tickets. Everyone was looking forward to all the displays, especially obviously the A10 was due to come over. Um, so there was lots going on. Everyone was getting excited for it. And then they pulled the plug. And then this year, all of a sudden, Cywell's now, long, now no longer suitable. Well, that doesn't tie in with what you said last year. Mm. So that to me confirms there's an issue between the owner and, and, and the venue, not, yeah. not nothing to do with COVID like it was, like it was um, touted last year. But where I mean, else can it, where else can it go? You know, I mean, obviously if they're not going to go to Duxford again, I mean, it, it seems to sort of make sense for them to try and get together with IWM and sort of come up with a solution. I mean, yes. I know, I know there, I know there are some rumors that, Duxford aren't allowed to hold as many air shows as they used to, which is why they've got a lot more flying days rather than big air shows. I don't know how much truth there is in that. Um, I've heard various different stories on that, but there just seems to be a, a disconnect somewhere where they've got to come up with some sort of range because really 
you'd think the only places they're going to be able to handle something like that are Sidewell and Duxford. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unless you, I mean, you couldn't use North Wild, you could use, but you can't really use it because it's when the flight path of Stansted. So you're not going to be able to have sort of closed airspace. Yeah. Um, I mean, where where else could you put it if not Sidewell I mean, and Duxford? The only, the only other place is like is is maybe smaller. Um, smaller RAF airfields. I mean, Cosford springs to mind, but mm. that would that would be a massive sort of partnership to build with with a, a, a an active RAF airfield. Well, I suppose it's not really active, but it's active in terms of it's a it's a training base, isn't it? Mm. For, for for quite a lot of the different divisions of the RAF. So, but yeah, I mean, like, are there any other airfields like that available? Probably not. And I suppose like, any, other, any other place would be headquarters. Uh, yeah, head- I mean, you know, they they did their Battle of Britain show last year, and they, were, they had quite a quite a packed lineup. Yeah, head headcorn proud could. space though at headcorn, isn't yeah, it? That's the issue. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I think it's safe to say that Legends is is considerably bigger than the headcorn Battle of Britain show, even though headcorn did spread it over a three day weekend, didn't they? Um, but yeah, it's it's just. It, I mean, the point the point I was getting at was that it's sad that these shows aren't happening from an aircraft enthusiast point of view, um, from a from an aviation and av geek point of view and a aviation photographer point of view, it's like you want to see these things flying. You don't know how long they've got to fly. Um, you never know when you see an airframe might be the last time you see it fly. So you've got to make the most of these things. Uh, and it's just it's just a sad to see that those two shows aren't happening this year for for whatever reason, and uh, we have to wait another twelve months for them. However, turning a negative into a positive. There are plenty of smaller shows that I'm looking forward to this year. Um, so obviously you two have sort of uh, listed off what you're going to. So I've got plenty of flying days booked in. So at least three visits to Duxford this year planned in, probably more in the end. Uh, I'm going to the Midlands Air Festival at the start of June, which I went to last year, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, obviously it's, uh, it's happening on the Thursday, Friday and Saturday this year, which is the Jubilee bank holiday weekend where we get bank holidays on the Thursday and Friday. Um, so that I'm looking forward to that. Um, there's also plenty of beach air shows as well this year. Are any, any of you going to try and get to any beach air shows? I know there's been some cancellations, but the majority is still going ahead from what I've gathered. Nah. So my, my local ones at Eastbourne, but as I said, like, yeah, I'm, I'm away for that one. So <laughs> I'll go for you, mate. Year. I'll go. I'll go to that one for you. Cheers, pal. I'll send you the. I'll send you the JPEGs. <laughs> no, we're uh, professional military photographers. We shoot in raw. Oh right, sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about yeah, that. Eastbourne's one that's been on my list. I mean, I should go down there because I've got family that live in Eastbourne, so it, it makes sense <laughs> for me to go down there. But this is like, yeah, I, it's, I, I'd quite like to do Bournemouth, I think, as well. Um, yeah, and try and sort of drag the wife down and convince her it's a holiday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But That's I think it. she's got she's got more expensive tastes than Bournemouth, so I don't think I could blag that one. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. I've got Eastbourne's down on my list of uh, of ones to go to. We've got Western down as well uh, towards the end of June. Western's always a good one. Um, the thing is, a lot a lot of these beach air shows, and obviously that these these uh, tourist towns, they they can't really help where they're positioned. But a lot of them are south facing, aren't they? So it's quite frustrating <laughs> from a from a a photographic point of view that you're always looking into the sun at these things and you're having to sort of uh, plan where you're taking your photos and whatnot. But I think uh, one of the ones, one of the few ones that isn't South Fane is uh, Southport. I think that's uh, a, a sort of Northwest facing shore. If, I, if I'm 
not mistaken. I think that one's going ahead this year as well. And Rill, that's always a, a good north-facing one for the photographers out there. So I think that one's also going ahead this year. So there's there's lots of there's lots of shows to be had, lots of shows to be seen. It's just a case of getting out there and uh, getting back to them. One of the other small ones around here, I mean, we get sort of, we've got um, little uh, little grands and great grands in air show. I should know. It's, it's an air and car show. So they do um, obviously vintage cars. And I, I think it's all for charity. I think it's, it's a relatively reasonable price, I think. But they get some really interesting stuff coming through there. And it's it's like Shuttleworth in so far as it's got a really small sort of runway. It's a small airfield and it's got, um, you're right close to the action, but it's got the flight line is on a curve. Yeah. So you see them come in, you see them on the curve and you see them bank rounds. It's, it's, and the, the sun there is normally quite good as well. And it's, it's got a really nice, it's a really nice venue to take pictures of airplanes. It's like they had the, um, last year they had the, the American, the one, the American Spitfire. It's been painted up with the, yes. the Americans. That was there though, last year. Um, and it's lots of stuff like that. And they, they have lots of little um, little quirky acts. So like there was it, the Red Sparrows, which are the, the chipmunks and um, like all stuff like Little and Large and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's almost like a, um, a seaside air show, but inland. And yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great little show to go to. I mean, I, I think the first time I went was, it was when the final year of the Vulcan and it was meant to be one of the last air shows it was going to do. And I went up there, stood in the rain all day. And then they turned around and said, oh, it's not coming. Well. And then they said, it was also, we said, oh, it's all right, we've got Sally B to come in. They said, no, Sally B's not coming either. It's too wet. It's like, oh, oh, great. No. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, some of my favorite photos have come from those shows. It's, it's, it's just goes to show that sometimes not necessarily the, the best air shows aren't necessarily the massive ones. It's like there are some really good small gems in this country. Definitely. Totally agree. And uh, I myself have booked uh, Shuttleworth's premiere, uh, season premiere today. In fact, uh, I booked that one. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to getting back down to Shuttleworth and fingers crossed the weather plays nice. But yeah, there's there's plenty of smaller air shows out there. I mean, Midlands Airfest isn't a very big venue. It's, it's probably capacity of about 5,000 people tops, if that. Uh, they do run it over the three days, but they, they had a cracking lineup last year. They had obviously the, the first appearance of Blackjack at an air show, mm. uh, obviously BBMF. There are plenty of other little... Um, little display teams and whatnot. Obviously, Sally B was there. The Catalina uh, Miss Pickup was there. So there was there had some really really great displays. And I think this year they've just announced the uh, the Vampire that's based at Coventry as well on the Saturday, which is great because I'm not going on the Saturday. <laughs> so that's uh, a little bit annoying. But <laughs> I mean, I was I was looking at the lineup as it was developing, and I was thinking, you know, I'd quite enjoy. I'd quite like to go to that one. Um, yeah. But we're off on holiday. For that for that period so it's just like yeah it can't go this year so maybe yeah. next year but i mean because last year was the first one wasn't it i think no it's it's probably about three or four years old now but it has gradually sort of grown in size but what they, what they do at the midlands air fest is they tie it in with um they do a lot of balloon launches from from that air show as well so uh they do something called night fire on the first day which is basically like an evening uh display so when you first get there they've got balloons taking off um, in like the late afternoon. Um, then they'll do, they'll clear all the balloons off the field. Then they'll have a couple of displays coming, which I, if I remember a lot last year was uh, Rich Goodwin's jet pit special minus the jets. Um, Red arrows did an evening display. although there was only eight of them. Uh, and obviously you get like the, uh, the ones with the pyrotechnics coming off the wings, uh, like the grub and the uh, Otto, the helicopter. That was one as well. 
So there's some some nice displays to, to sort of keep you going. And then at the end of the night, they put the balloons back up and there's a big firework display and everything. It's great. It's great. It's a great family air show. It's, it, is, it is really good to go to. But then once they've got night fire out of the way, they then get into like two days of proper air show action where it's like starting at midday, finishing at six o'clock in the afternoon. So you get a good six hour display each day and it's quite reasonably priced as well. So hopefully it'll go from strength to strength this year. So um, uh, the one that we haven't mentioned, uh, RAF Cosford, the only RAF air show uh, this year, uh, has been the case for many years, in fact, but that is uh, finally back and it's, uh, it's announced some, cracking displays as well over the last the last few weeks um got the uh hungarian gripen is one of the ones that's uh quite an eye raiser that's uh that's going to be a great display obviously being the raf air show you're going to have bbmf and uh typhoon and and the uh the red arrows and whatnot and probably the chinook display team as well coming along so yeah it's got the um uh, the belgian f-16 yes and the um a109 helicopter Yep, yep. Team Raven as well, um, Team which Raven. Um, Smike will be happy about. But no, yeah, uh, Cosford, happy days. I mean, I think, personally, I think Cosford gets a bit of a... People don't consider it to be a big show in this country. I don't know what you two think. Uh, I, for me, it's been my local, growing up in Birmingham, it's my local closest air show, and I've been going since, well, since I was eight years old, so... I think it's a big show for the enthusiasts, but I don't think it's in... It's not as well advertised, I think, to the normal people, like someone like Duxford is or someone like Riet is, where it's just, I think it's, if you're a spotter, you know about it, but it's not necessarily something you would know if you just go public. Because I mean, as you say, he's a, an active airbase. You probably don't think of it as an air show venue. Mm. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but it, it does draw a crowd every year. I mean, I think I think what they what they probably do, and I notice this probably more than you guys who live a bit further afield, is they, they do a lot of local advertising for it. Um, and with it being the only sort of, well, not, not anymore the only big, because we've got the Midlands Air Festival now, but it's, as a venue, it can hold probably 12 times the amount of people that Midlands Air Fest can. So it does draw a, a massive crowd every year. I mean, pre-pandemic, you're talking 50,000, 60,000 people um on the showground like on one day so it's um it's definitely uh for me it's i, I think it's one of the biggest shows on the calendar and I, I i think i'm glad that it's getting um acts like the hungarian gripen and the the belgian f-16 as well as the raf stuff in as well because it just shows that it's uh it's putting its name on the map and hopefully it'll it'll be on the map for a long time to come considering there's no other raf air shows anymore but yeah I think that's pretty much it on air shows, isn't it? I think so. I think so as well. Sounds it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the thing that we can glean the most from our conversation is that we're excited that air shows are back and we're excited to get out to as many of them as we possibly can this year. Yeah. And uh, soak in that atmosphere and those sights and smells and whatnot. I think um, I think for, from my point of view, what, what it feels like this year is it's proper excitement. It's like last year, I think, as, as I said before, you didn't know whether things were on or off, on or off. And I felt like sometimes like last year as a photographer and as an aviation enthusiast, I was going to air shows, not necessarily because I wanted to, but because we'd been locked in and felt like we had to. So it was a different kind of excitement. Whereas this year, I'm actually genuinely excited for the air show season because it just, it feels now like it's a definite go ahead. So yeah, yeah. totally buzzing for this season. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I totally agree, mate. And uh, 
it it is genuine excitement this year because like it's 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 not that tentative sort of oh will it happen won't it happen sort of thing it's everything seems to be in top gear racing towards these things happening so we're all a bit more confident than we were before so which is great what about you martin yes yes i like i cannot wait to not have to shoot through a fence <laughs> and to only have to shoot through people's heads or past the um announcement speakers like but just being back amongst the crowds being with friends enjoying enjoying the flying getting sunburnt or getting <laughs> absolutely soaked yep because One you know this is uh this is the uk after all um yeah i just cannot wait to get back out there good stuff good stuff right um a couple of other bits and bobs whilst we're uh, whilst we're together we've just released our new patch the Avgeeks Assemble PVC 2022 patch, in fact. So, yeah, um, hopefully there's some left for you guys that are listening to the podcast by the time this was released. Um, but, yeah, um, it's uh, celebrating or commemorating the uh, the airframes that were that are retiring from the skies of the UK this year. So, uh, obviously, the Grim Reaper F-15C and D models, um, the Hawk T1s, uh, that have just recently finished with the RAF, um, although they will still use the, the Reds. Um, and obviously later this year, at some point, the Herc will be uh, landing for the final time. So, um, yeah, if there are some left, um, obviously DM our Instagram page, uh, at AvGeeksAssemble, um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll tell you how to do that. Uh, obviously, we take payment via PayPal, uh, and hopefully there's some left for you guys out there um spoiler alert they're awesome <laughs> i like them i think they're pretty good but then again i i designed them so i would think that <laughs> um interaction that's the next thing that's the next bullet point on my list um so uh well what we'll do uh, we'll have a post on our facebook group um, for people to discuss this episode, discuss uh, what we've discussed, um, put in there what you're thinking about air shows this season, um, what shows you're going to, uh, interact with the people in the group, maybe arrange meetups with people in the group. You can meet up with us at the air shows we're going to, come and say hello, because um, that's always nice. In fact, I was in the Lake District uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, and uh, just sta- uh, stood at the end of Thelmere, a chap... Uh, by the name of Mac One Photos, I think it is. Mac, I'll have to just double check that. Um, but he uh, noticed our Avgeeks Assemble patches on our bags and whatnot. He says, oh, Avgeeks Assemble. So I listened to your podcast. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> so he uh, he proceeded to say that he's uh, he's listened to most of the episodes and he enjoys what he hears. So that's always always nice to get feedback in in person. So that's that's always good. So by all means, come and say hello to us when we're at these shows or even at the fence at bases, or when we're out in the wild at the Mac Loop or in the Lake District. It's got to be done. I think people uh, think I'm just some kind of weird group here at the moment. I don't think, I don't think I'm fully, associ- fully associated yet. Well, I think, I think we've done a good enough job now in this episode to sort of uh, introduce you as being a member of the group. So I think, I think from now on, the, the groupy status shall be removed henceforth. And Wonderful. You can, uh, you, you, you can assume full membership benefits going forwards excellent i'll, I'll put the check in the mail <laughs> good stuff good stuff and and obviously we'll also uh 
we'll also put a post on our Instagram, obviously, to about this this episode, so people can chat in the comments there as well. If uh, if you listen to us, if you found us through Instagram, um, again, do the same thing. You might meet up with people that you've been following for a long time that you've not seen before, not you've not been able to put a, a face to a name, sort of thing. So, yeah, all good. Have you chaps got anything you want to add? No, just like thank you for supporting us through uh, season one of the podcast and yeah can't wait to get going on season two rob yeah just more of the same i mean obviously we're we're looking to sort of step it up as a group this year so this is the first step in that and we're obviously going to try and do more interactive stuff if we can i think we're talking about doing some more sort of live stuff on facebook and instagram and um potentially some more live streaming editing videos and such we're trying to work out the best way of doing that so yeah it's uh it's great to be behind the microphone and be good to see how we get on and keep pushing this year good stuff good stuff yeah totally agree with all that definitely and uh rob's our uh because uh, mike who was doing our editing last year is uh has, has just um welcomed a new member to his family uh baby rowan i'm sure he won't mind us mentioning that so uh congratulations to you both um so obviously mike's got his hands full so rob has come in as uh and new aficionado for editing the, the podcast this year. So good luck with this one, mate. <laughs> it's been a bit of a yeah, mess. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do a cracking job. Um, and yeah, um, obviously, uh, obviously, where, where can we find each other? So Rob, you might as well go first, seeing as you're the new kid on the block. Where, where can yeah. we find you on the, the socials? So uh, most of my stuff's on Instagram now, um, and that's at rs7aviation. Fabulous. Martin? Change your name across uh, social media. So I've gone from Delta Wings. So I'm now Martin, spelt with a Y because I like to be awkward. <laughs> dot Harvey dot photography on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Uh, I'm uh, at Anthony underscore Fogarty underscore aviation on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, obviously, most of our work is shared through the group page, which is at Avgeeks Assemble. And yeah, all, all that's left to say is thanks for joining us for the first episode of. Uh, season two uh, hopefully there'll be uh, plenty of episodes like this where we get different members of the group talking between ourselves uh, on different topics through through this year um, but we will also still get some guests on and, and and talk to some guests like we did in season one which will be great um, and probably the last thing to say is that obviously we've expressed some opinions in this episode uh, as we did all of last season uh, and those those opinions are are our own they're not the opinion of the group as a whole uh, and that will go go forward for the rest of the episodes this season right then chaps i think we'll call it a day yes so uh yeah thanks for thanks for joining us thanks for uh thanks for listening along hopefully it made whatever car journey you listen to us on uh, go a bit quicker or whatever run you went on a bit quicker and okay. uh yeah we'll uh we'll see you at the fence thank you see you later Thank you for listening to this episode of the Avgeeks Assemble podcast. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Avgeeks Assemble.